I think even if a person who was going to be doing a one-on-one, if they would have a script that said pre-conversation, conversation, post-conversation, just mm-hmm. that one step could be a way to implement this. Pre means they've made a plan for what's going to happen. They've set a time, the space is prepared. Conversation means they thought of at least three good questions. And post-conversation has two, two purposes. One, reflect on what just happened. Did you accomplish your purpose? Did the person walk away with some action plan? Uh, and then what did you promise to do or need to follow up on? So even a three-step conversation guide would really be useful and and in a sense of part of coaching in your regular life. Are you leading out loud? That's a question um, that we brought up today when I spoke with Danette High, who coaches leaders, developing leaders, mostly in a group setting. Um, And she talks about um, just creating space to have conversations, to reflect. it's, I think it's an important thing today because there's, we're doing so much. We're so busy, especially as a leader. You're trying to do things and invest in your people. Taking time to just pause and reflect on what went well, what didn't go well. Um, that's what Danette does with teams. So uh, let's listen in as we talk about the work that she does and how that leads to greater performance in, inside of teams. Well, today on the show, we have Danette. Hi. So thank you so much for being on the show. It's good to be here with you, Mike. Good to meet yeah. you today. Yeah. So um, you work with um, in leadership development, um, and you actually work with someone that's been on the podcast already, Dr. Dr. Jay Rains. Um, and so I wanted to, to get you on because I know you guys do a lot of group work um, in, with companies that are investing in kind of the next level of leadership. Um, so I, I'd like to I'd like to talk about that, but I'd like to back up a little bit and and maybe just get get the your background and how you got into this line of work, Danette. Uh, I actually worked abroad with a nonprofit for many years, and um, I found myself doing more and more mentoring. And as more and more people kind of came to me for this role, and uh, I just found that I was carrying people's loads too much. And it was really more than I could do. And um, that's when I kind of decided I've got to figure out a different way to work. And that's how I became introduced to coaching. Um, It just felt like coaching provided a way for me to help people carry their loads instead of carrying it for them. So it was a really good tool for me with that organization. And so I just continued to work on developing that skill and, and paired up with Jay and been a lot of fun. That's great. Now you said um, before we were talking, you 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 said that you always appreciate um, companies that are willing to invest in their next level of leaders. Um, I was wondering if you could kind of talk about that and what you see with companies because that you know I think that's what's what's critical for success, but not a lot of companies do it. So I was wondering if you just kind of talk about kind of that. What, what are those characteristics that you see in those companies that are willing to do that? And what other things come along with that, if that makes sense? Um, I would say that next generation is really ready to learn. But when you look at executive coaching packages, it can really be out of reach for a, like, especially small business owners. 
And so that's one thing I like working with Jay is he's figured out a way to package things in such a way that makes it more accessible, especially with the group coaching. Uh, it allows us to get several people on a call at one time and help them learn from each other. Um, that's what I really like, facilitating really good conversations between these emerging leaders. So you said, you know, what, what do you feel like, so when someone's working with a coach, obviously it's partly um, a coach offers like an outside perspective. They can see things that maybe the team can't see or the leader can't see. Um, but talk to you, talk to me, maybe expand upon what you're saying of like, they teach each other, right? Like what's the dynamic that happens in the course of an engagement when you're like from when you first walk in the door and you, you do some group activities, like tell me about that flow and what is, what was the magic that you observed in it? You know, often what my coaching will do is follow up on a workshop because I don't know about you, but I mean, I've had binders on the shelf with workshops that I've attended and never opened the binder once the workshop was over. So the group coaching provides uh, more of a a time to apply and hold accountability for what people decided to do during the training. Um, Because when it, you know, when it actually comes to putting it into practice on the ground, that's a whole other thing. And that's Mm -hmm. what we make a space for. So tell me a little bit about that. Like what, um, are you going through like activities that kind of cement in the ideals or like what beyond just the fact of they're not, you know, they go to the workshop and they're not picking up the the binder because I'm guilty of that too. You know, you go to a, a half day or something session and then you're all excited. And then, you know, a week later you kind of forget about it, but tell me about the, what are those things that kind of re-engage them, so to speak? I actually design activities that are related to the, the parts of the workshop. And my activities especially push them to talk to each other. I do a lot of this virtually. So I may send them a worksheet where they like practice coaching with each other, you know, and, and let them learn how to do peer coaching. So they'll uh, work together for a little while, then we'll come back on and debrief what happened and tweak it here and there so that they can actually apply it. By the end of the call, I, I want everyone to walk away with some kind of action plan. And, and they know that I'm going to ask them about that next time uh, we get on the call. They get to sort of say, hey, this, this bombed or this worked. And that's, again, that part of learning from each other. Like, Why didn't that work? Well, let's talk about that together as a group. Mm-hmm. So there's just a back and forth. We do some blended coaching, too, where I might meet with a group once a month, but then meet with the individuals one-on-one. Uh, and that's where they get to drive the content a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And what are you seeing like in trends in like either generationally or types of companies um, that you're help, like hurdles you're helping them get over? Like what are the areas that are stuck? Is it like a miscommunication? Is it a expectations uh, that are different with a younger generation or older generation? Like tell me a little bit about that. You know, I think what we do is create a space. The the pace of our life is such that no one slows down to talk to each other. So I've I've sat in group coachings where people will say something about themselves because we always do some openers. And here's this person sitting right next to them that they see every day and walk over or look over and say, I didn't know that about you. And even though they're the ones there together every day. So we are creating that in the, 
in the structure of our calls. We're creating that camaraderie and interaction. And um, like I said, they don't slow down. No one slows down to do this kind of work, thinking work. Yeah. And, or listening work. We don't slow down to do listening work, listening to each other. So that's what I think we're bringing with coaching. And the next generation does crave it. Mm. Yeah. Well, who doesn't really? Yeah. Who doesn't really? <laughs> And, you know, a lot of the things that you see or hear, read about, you know, the younger generations, like they want more feedback, they want more feedback um, because they they live, they were brought up in an instantaneous world, right? I mean, you can get anything from Amazon like next day now um, or stream anything you want. Uh, but it's interesting because not only that is like what I'm hearing you say is like they don't have the space to pause um, so you're not getting the feedback because there's just constant motion going on. Um, so you don't have that space to to hear from someone or then just offer your feedback to someone else. It's a, it's a constant barrage and, you know, of just motion to do's. <laughs> so. Right. One thing we try to do is teach people how to reflect. I know that sounds kind of mystical, but what if at the end of some activity or project, you just sat and said, well, how did that go? What went well? What else went well? What, what would we do differently next time? But instead, we just finished a project and jumped to the next one without learning from what just happened. So we build in a lot of reflection. I think reflection is a nicer word than debrief. Um, yeah. <laughs> Has a lot more meaning to it, at least to me. Yeah, I think so. So we, we try to build that in and kind of in place of feedback in some ways. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit about then, is that a habit then that you try to instill in those teams? Like, so they do a workshop and then they're going to do a, you know, team session. Do you then try to try to give them habits to do? Because that's something, I mean, you have to be vigilant about it, right? Right. I do it with them sometimes. Uh, you know, just say, hey, I know you had that presentation this week. Let's take a moment mm -hmm. and see what you got from that. And, you know, I'll do the reflection with them. And so in that sense, I'm trying to do these practices that they can build into their own time. Uh, we also do role play with it. Like um, maybe I'll say, okay, you've got to have one-on-ones. Where's, where's the reflection time going to come in on that? How are you going to apply this practice with that person? Yeah. And not that they script out a one-on-one, -on -one, but they at least plan for it. How many one-on-ones happen without a plan around the world every day? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, like a one-on-one -on -one being a time, really, if it's a, if it's a you know, a, a leader and then a direct report, it's, it's really the direct report's time, you know, and it's time for them to be receptive of what they're saying and not cram it full of just their talking, right? Uh, you know, the, the managers. <laughs> right. So we do a lot of um, letting them generate questions for their one-on-one instead of bullet points. Mm. Uh, I think that's how a lot of managers go into meetings is with bullet points. And, and so I try to get these emerging leaders to learn to ask questions in a one-on-one. Yeah. And do you find that... Um, they have a hard time with that? Like, do they have a hard time like responding to the questions or dealing with the responses or what are some of the, because it's a, it's a change of behavior for them. Right. So 
how do they how do they deal with that change? You know, there's different layers of that. One, it is hard to think of good open-ended questions that get people to think mm-hmm. that are honest. You know, that doesn't have the answer embedded in the question. Um, but once they kind of learn to do that, they're amazed at the power of a good question. So there's that. But then the person they're asking the questions of, they're not used to having to respond in a one-on-one. So it actually takes some time yeah. to, to help people get used to a new type of conversation with listening. Yeah. So tell me about... Um... If someone that is maybe dealing with this and wanting to institute a little bit of this, you know, either space or these different practices, one-on-ones, what would you tell them besides just coming to one of your workshops or doing one of your workshops? Like what are some pieces of advice that they can take away and they can start to implement like right away? You know, I think even if a person who was going to be doing a one-on-one, if they would have a script that said pre-conversation, conversation, post-conversation. Just mm-hmm. that one step could be a way to implement this. Pre means they've made a plan for what's going to happen. They've set a time. The space is prepared. Conversation means they thought of at least three good questions. And post-conversation has two, two purposes. One, reflect on what just happened. Did you accomplish your purpose? Did the person walk away with some action plan? Uh, And then what did you promise to do or need to follow up on? So even a three-step conversation guide would really be useful. And and in a sense, a part of coaching in your regular life. Yeah. Gets everyone on the same page in terms of expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I encourage people to just have your worksheet out there. Because if you're training managers, I hope you're always training the next leader behind you. And if you've got your worksheet out there, then it kind of says, hey, he uses a worksheet to do this meeting. Maybe that's what I need to do to work with my direct report. I call it doing leadership out loud. Just mm. do it in front of people. It's not magic. Why, why would people not want to do it out loud like that? Hey, maybe they embar- they're embarrassed if they have to have a help. Or, you know, maybe they think leadership is not something that should be passed along. Once you've got it, you don't want to, you know, be moved out of your spot. So, but we should always be bringing the people up behind us. We're not going to be around forever. Right. No, I think that's really, that's really smart. Um, I like the leadership out loud. That's, that's a good phrase. (laughs) Um, yeah, well, well, thank you. I mean, how, how does someone get in touch with you, Danette? Like, what, what, is a, what does it look like, and where can they find you online, you know? The best place is through Leaders Cube, the website, mm-hmm. .com or .org. I can't remember, but uh, I do most of my coaching through uh, working with Jay, and we are glad to talk with anybody who's interested in either in-person or virtual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, it's, again, it's leaderscue. It's .com. So I, I, I was just pulling up your website. I like your website. Um, <laughs> um, and then on LinkedIn, you know, we'll, we'll put all those in the show notes. So um, thanks. Okay. And I appreciate your time today. Good. Thank you, Mike. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more 
or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.